El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Joining me today, she is my co-host on a podcast called Trend Pony, where we talk about movies, music, TV shows, everything else that we're into at the time. She's also a fantastic comedian. Go see her tell jokes whenever that's legal again. Ladies and gentlemen, Jen Scott. Also joining me, he is my co-host on a fantastic series of Unpops bonus podcasts called Unpops Music. You should listen to that sometime. He also hosts a couple podcasts of his own. Cool School, Look Good for the Boys, all great. Go check it all out. Ladies and gentlemen, Andy Sell. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, ooh, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host, but I do got a couple of guests. Technically, I have two co-hosts because they're co-hosts of mine on other podcasts. We we co-host other, I don't know why I said co-host of mine. Uh, I keep them, in, keep them locked up in a closet until it's time to co-host again. Who goes first? Jen Scott's here. My hello, co-host on Trend Pony. Hello, I'm in a silly and goofy mood. Hello. Uh-oh, waka, waka, <laughs> waka. Good thing we're talking about silly and goofy stuff on this episode. Oh, God, yeah. Also joining me, Andy Sell of Minneapolis, Minnesota. How's it going, Andy? <laughs> Hi, good, great. I'm, I'm in a morose mood. I'm in a very not goofy, silly mood, so this will be fun. Well, that's because it's winter in Minnesota where you are, so it's probably yeah. like 17 degrees. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Jeff Buckley season for sure uh, right now. <laughs> I do not miss it. I do not miss the Me Midwest neither. winters. I'm already Oof. depressed from winter. The silly, goofy mood is just, is, it's <laughs> all for show. Can I actually say, though, I like the winter here. Mm. I, it's brutal, but I think I need to be in a place that reminds me I'm going to die. Interesting theory. I think I here's, thrive in that. Here's what's weird about me and the season of winter. I miss it sometimes, but oh, the thing I miss is being indoors in a warm environment, but then just looking out and seeing all the snow. Like, I don't want to go out into the snow, but I do like being really chill and relaxed in a warm spot when there's snow outside. I was just watching YouTube videos of people hiking through snow for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> like today like <laughs> yeah it yeah we're both in la so winter just means it like gets down into the 40s overnight yeah and... well, la doesn't really have a winter it has it has a fall from like december to march is fall and that's it yeah it's, it's like jacket season wear a jacket I love it. at night yeah. moment and don't wear a jacket at noon yes exactly <laughs> It's carry a jacket season, <laughs> just in case. So we're obviously not talking about weather or Can winter. We Can we just do the whole episode about weather? Wouldn't it be more relaxing to do that? Because instead we're talking about racism 
essentially, we uh, we did an episode <laughs> similar to this a while back about how so many classic rock stars have really unfortunate sexual assault type stuff in their background and history. And uh, you won't be surprised to know that doesn't end with uh, sexual assault. Also, lots of racism and homophobia in the uh, backstories of some of... I, I feel like our audience skews a little younger, so I don't know if this is our audience's heroes, but like your parents' heroes, maybe. I mean, <laughs> some of them. People whose names you know. Names you know. Perhaps. This is all inspired by Eric Clapton. Oh, whole... Like most great things, it's yeah. inspired by Eric Clapton. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode was going to be about Eric Clapton because he's in the news a ton these days. For being a total mm. fart dick. He's such, uh, like, I it, I think he's more of a dick fart than a fart dick, but. Well, mm. shit, I guess that's a valid point. I also want to open by saying, if I say anything wrong in this episode, please feel free to let me know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're the one who's going to be accused of no, saying stuff wrong. No, I don't wrong. think so either, but I just want to. Like, Unless we I, get to Axel Rose and Jen is just like, well, I agree with it. <laughs> I love learn, and I think that all of these examples are pretty fucking terrible. But I'm just saying because it's a sensitive subject, so you know. Yeah, there. It's it's. Uh, you're gonna hear some unfortunate language in this <laughs> yes. episode, but keep in mind they are quotes uh, from Andy, things he wrote down <laughs> and wanted us to say. Or wait, no, no, that's from the, the from the musicians. That's who it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't actually think I'll say anything wrong, but if I do, <laughs> yeah, we'll be we'll be fine. We're we're not the problem. I mean, on I this think episode. I think the moral of this whole story is just going to be keep your kids away from music, and everything will work out. If your kid wants <laughs> to play truly, an instrument, don't let them because it's demonic shit. Yeah, music. Mus- music is really the gateway to bigotry. That's yeah, what it, they were right about. It causes more problems than it solves. That's for sure. So. <laughs> Eric Clapton, he's in the news right now because he's all anti-vax and shit and doesn't like any of the COVID restrictions. He won't play venues where vaccines are mandatory. He's released two truly god-awful anti-vax songs, one called This Has Gotta Stop. The other's called Stand and Deliver. They both fucking suck. I like everything else Clapton's made in the past 50 years. What? I haven't listened to them yet, but I, I feel like one of these days I'm going to get high enough to. It'll probably be the same day that I get high enough to listen to the new Insane Clown Posse record, but I haven't heard them yet. Oh, damn. I've listened to Insane Clown Posse recently, too, and I texted Adam being like, I'm listening to Insane Clown Posse right now. I've still never listened to more than one or two Insane I Clown Posse like, songs. This shit kind of slaps. How, how neat was it, though, when they uh, emerged during the Trump presidency as like one of the few <laughs> bands who was like, man, fuck Trump. Yeah. It's like, really? It. You guys? Oh, I love I like it. They this. were like, they were like the juggalos are Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> I bet okay, they don't even talk to Kid Rock anymore after that. So yeah, Clapton, he's in the thing is he's vaccinated. Clapton is vaccinated. It's just that after he got vaccinated, he had a bad reaction to it and was worried he'd never be able to play guitar again. And it's like, for one, you probably should just hang it up because uh, <laughs> it's just it not resonating. Yeah, also, it's not resonating with people the way it used to. But you're also, not helping anybody. Also, I would think that like a bad reaction to a vaccine would like help out his slow hand style, make make <laughs> it a little slower. 
Yeah, or faster if there's like a little twitch. But we, we've talked about all that on this podcast before. We're talking about Eric Clapton for a different reason. But I do want to throw in one more story that, that's just kind of a stray thing Eric Clapton also did recently, which is he sued a German widow oh who tried to sell a Clapton CD that her late husband owned on eBay. Uh, she was selling it for $11, and it turns out it was a bootleg, which is something she would not have known. Her husband bought it at a department store in Germany in the 80s. Yes. So she had no reason to think, oh, this is a bootleg Clapton CD. Total fart dick behavior. When when Germany was, uh, you know, divided and there was a thriving black market. Yeah. It's and- like just also... People made so many fucking fake CDs during a chunk of time. And like so many. Somehow this this news got back to Clapton and his people. And instead of being like, well, I don't give a shit. People have been selling bootleg CDs forever. They decide to file a lawsuit, a copyright infringement lawsuit against this woman. And they won. And now she owes Eric Clapton $4,000, which I'm sure he is in desperate need of $4,000 right now. What a fucker. He sucks. He's just garbage. I fucking hate him. And fart you would dick it- or dick fart? Weigh in in the Twitter replies. <laughs> <laughs> and you would think he would at least like, because he could mount a defense uh, in terms of publicity here, he could be like, well, I have this legal team and they're very overzealous. I didn't know this happened. The woman doesn't have to give me the $4,000. It's fine. But nope, he's just, uh, that story's out there. And Eric Clapton's like, yes, that is, that's what, that's what slow hand is up to these days. <laughs> that's, that's what I want you to know about me. And I didn't even know that slow hand was a thing. This is all news to me. And I'm like, yeah, slow hand. Doesn't he have a- <laughs> Does he have an album called Slow Hand? I think he does. But he got that nickname somehow, which makes no sense for a blues guitar player to be called Slow Hand. Well, it was like this style of guitar playing, I think, that he, of course, copied from someone else for sure. But So in, instead of all the COVID stuff and the bootleg CD story, let's talk about Eric Clapton being a huge racist. Let's. Let's. This this is a thing I'd heard about. I had heard that Eric Clapton at some point said some racist stuff in the past, but I'd never really looked into it because I don't care about Eric Clapton. (laughs) Yeah. But with all of the COVID stuff and him being in the news so much, this has been brought back to light. It's an incident that happened in 1976. And in 1976, there was this uh, British conservative politician named Enoch Powell, who was super popular, and he was spreading all this anti-immigrant rhetoric all over England. And apparently that really resonated with Eric Clapton, because uh, that same year, 1976, he went on stage and said a whole bunch of racist shit at a show. And it wasn't just like, Keep immigrants out of England. This next song's called Layla. It was a whole <laughs> fucking rant, which uh, we're going to read right now. Oh, do we have to? Oh, I mean, boy. I mean, kind of, because here's <laughs> the thing. You hear that in, like, you really have to hear it all yeah, to get yeah. the scope. Should we of, read it popcorn style? D- I'm, does, not, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, do you know what I mean by that? I don't know. It was like in 
elementary school where one person reads a sentence and then the next, next person, person reads the next reads sentence. In, and, next, and, next yeah. person, yeah. and I don't actually want to read it either, but... <laughs> Let's it make would Adam be, say it all. It would be fun. Yeah, let, yeah. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll fall on this sword. Here we go. This is, this is the rant. Do we have any foreigners in the audience tonight? If so, please put up your hands. So where are you? Well, wherever you all are, I think you should all just leave. Not just leave the hall. Leave our country. I don't want you here, in the room or in my country. Listen to me, man. I think we should send them all back. Stop Britain from becoming a black colony. Get the foreigners out. Get the. I don't know what that word means, but I'm not going to say it. Wogs. Wogs. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay, I they're... said it. No, cut me saying it. <laughs> Accidental wo- popcorn style. Shit. Get the wogs out. Get the coons out. I know what that means. Not cool. Keep Britain white. The black wogs and coons and Arabs and fucking Jamaicans don't belong here. We don't want them here. End rant. I would like to point out that all happened Two years after he had a huge hit with a cover of I Shot the Sheriff by Bob Marley. So get the Jamaicans out, but let me cover their music. Does it? I thought you were going to say two years ago. It did. He had a, (laughs) he covered (laughs) I Shot the Sheriff two years before he said this rant. I just, the the thing that always stood out to me about the rant was the, I used to be into drugs, but now I'm into racism. It's much heavier uh, at one point in this rant. And it's like, I, I feel like that's a thing that he's trying. Maybe that's it's satire, but I remember reading about this like 15 years ago or so and just being like, how come nobody talks about this? Because this is fucking off. Because also he didn't just say this to a friend or say it in a letter. He said this on stage at like a huge concert. I think like thousands of people were there. And was that's so crazy. And was seeking out. Yeah. Why does nobody talk about people it? in the audience? To like single them out. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, what really surprises me about it is there was that period where like people were just going back in time and finding people to cancel. And somehow we landed on John Wayne. It's like he's dead. Like life canceled him. And somehow Eric Clapton dodged that whole fucking bullet. And he's got the most insane racist rant in music yeah. history. Well, he did an album with B.B. King. And it's like, what, did B.B. know you said these things? Yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, we're going to have another example like that a little later. Yeah, yeah. And with Clapton, this is a man who literally built his entire career and fortune playing music that was invented by black people. And you could say that about a lot of bands of his era, like the Beatles, the Stones. The difference is Clapton never stopped. Like those other bands at least eventually started mixing it up and trying to be a little more innovative with their music. Clapton's just been a blues cover man his whole life. Yeah. And you go this hard on black people from the, like it's still the, the Bob Marley thing blows my mind that you can be two years removed from one of your biggest hits being a reggae cover. And you're like, now get the Jamaicans out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fucked up. But also he sucks. Like Clapton just sucks. He's an asshole. He sucks. he like he like actively wooed George Harris the person George Harrison was dating. It's like gonna I'm sorry. Wait, weren't they married? Wasn't George Harrison yeah, already they were, married yeah. to her? Yeah, yeah, they were married. Like he he's stole just her a his, he stole his wife. Yeah, he stole his wife and uh big twist in that story coming uh right up. But first, I should mention in Eric Clapton's defense, he did a apologize for this racist rant immediately 18 years later. (laughs) 
Sorry, did you say 18 Sorry, years? 42 years later, it was oh, in wow. 2018. So... He thought about it for a long time. Yeah, the, the amount of time it took him to apologize is uh, just slightly younger than how old I am. So, like, most of my adult and child life... Eric Clapton never apologized for this. He finally did in 2018, and uh, he he blamed it on the fact that he was drunk and high all the time back then, which uh, I hate that explanation, but we'll dive into that in a second. But first, I promised a twist in the George Harrison, uh, Patty Harrison story. In a twist. In a 1999 interview, Eric Clapton just very casually confessed to having raped his wife on a few occasions and this would be the wife he stole from george harrison he's never been married again after that i don't think uh this is a quote there were times when i just took sex with my wife by force and thought that was my entitlement i had absolutely no concern for other people at all and i think that what happens in a family is everyone starts to doctor their own roles to make it bearable to live that way What? what 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 was that 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 last part I don't like. And again, he blames this all on alcohol. And here's the thing. I've known so many people who were (laughs) really hardcore alcoholics who never once went on, like, pulled me in and was like, let me tell you my thoughts on black people. They're not good. Like, alcohol, there's that saying, uh, drunkenness reveals what sobriety conceals. I think that's a bullshit saying, though. Like I, 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 I really don't mean to put to, to like defend Eric Clapton here, but I, I always have to push back against that idea. I because alcohol. It, and here's the thing: it's not just that it's a mind-altering substance. It's also like you have to factor in what an act, like what that does to your brain, what addiction does to your brain. I, I know. Different. Like person. I, I know. Like I. <laughs> I have been drinking a long fucking time. I, I also know. have never had a drink and been like, mm, I'm a racist rapist Same. now. Same. Not yeah. once have I ever gotten drunk and been like, this is the day. This is the day I'm going to I'm gonna <laughs> finally say all that racist shit. Because here's the thing. I know people make bad decisions because of addiction, but like. Well, it's know. not necessarily just bad addiction, bad decisions. It's everything. It's everything that, I mean, neurochemistry is a complicated thing. It sure and, is. Yeah. And. Like you, you're like it's your whole brain. It's not like there's one true self that exists in you that alcohol silences everything else and brings that forward. That's not how it works. What it is is that it affect it alters your brain chemistry, and that we're talking everything: persona, I'm... identity, sense of self, decision making, problem solving skills, and like. Okay, why don't I know more racist drunks? Because I promise you, I know a whole lot of alcoholics. I'm not And say- it's the same thing when people are like, oh, this person, uh, yes, they murdered 18 people, but also lots of trauma in their childhood. I know so many people with childhood trauma who have committed nary a fucking murder. Okay, all right. Well, then, all right. Then what I are you saying? I think you guys are kind what- of saying the same thing, though, honestly. Just the one phrase of the truth coming out when you're drunk, I don't agree with necessarily. That's the either. thing that bothers me. Then and- where does all this, where does this rant come from? I'm he not- just. I think that he 
is drunk with power, probably. And yeah, so you, you, know. you think he didn't believe any of this that he was saying? No, I do think he believed it, but I don't think that necessarily alcohol is what made him speak that truth. That's oh, okay. Why then the we are excuse. saying the same thing. Yeah, He's just a fucking racist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same I, thing. I just want to be clear that I don't. I'm not defending Eric Clapton here. Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying yes. that he's right here. I think he's a piece of shit. I think he harbors bigoted ideas. I think that he's uh, he's got a lot of problems. I also think, and I know that sometimes you get drunk and you say transgressive, awful shit because you're fuck. You hate yourself and you want verification of that from the outside world. And yes. because and, you were already thinking it before you were drunk. Yeah, but I don't. I. <laughs> This is this is this is I don't think that everyone that says awful shit when they're drunk, I don't think it's a reveal of who they truly are. I think. Yeah, but in this case, it in this case, it seems like it it probably was. Yeah. The only thing that I got upset about was that phrase that, that that sentiment that that alcohol reveals who a person really is. Like, yeah, that's the idea that I think yeah. is dangerous and irresponsible. But I don't think it's any less irresponsible to be like, oh, that was just the alcohol talking. Like, that's irresponsible, that also, too. also, regardless, we found out that he was a bad person because yeah, of things yeah, that yeah, he's yeah, done yeah. since he's sober. So, like, yes, it did reveal the truth in his case, but it's not necessarily the truth for people who suffer with different mental illnesses as well as addiction and alcoholism. Thing. Yeah, I, f- I feel bad about this whole thing because I never meant to be like, no, oh, Eric Clapton's I, actually a good guy. I, I, no, no, Jen, I no, understand what you yeah. mean. Yeah. I just don't, I don't. I was I just a nightmare think he... when I was addicted to drugs. Yeah, so. I mean, I was a piece of <laughs> shit when I was drunk all the time. Like, I, I mean, I never, I never raped anyone. I never fucking said a bunch of racist shit. But that's like, what I'm saying. Like, I don't make it as big of a part of what I talk about and what I do. But I've had a lot of problems with drinking for a long, long time. And I'm sorry, Eric Clapton's just a fucking racist. Oh, definitely. Not once once in my life have I ever been like, I know how I'm going to get under this black person's skin now that I'm drunk. Yeah, no, definitely not. Never once have I been so drunk, and I've been very, very drunk. Not once have I been like, boop, I'm racist now. Yeah. Yeah, my true moral compass was not threatened by my addiction. And so I I think that, you know, some people are just racist and addicts. Yeah, that's and that's yeah. what I take exception to. Him just being like, eh, I was an alcoholic. What what are you gonna do? Yeah, he's not you're right. He's not he's not being accountable and that's I, I agree. Yeah, I don't like it as an excuse either. Like we've all dealt with different problems and not done anything like this. So we can all agree Eric Clapton sucks. <laughs> Eric that's Clapton what this sucks. whole episode was gonna be about was Eric Clapton. I'm and so it, sorry. It could have been. I think it's a valid discourse. No, it is, obviously. And I think we all came to the we all came to the same conclusion. Eric Clapton sucks. Yeah, I think you guys sucks. were literally saying the same thing. Eric Clapton th- sucks. Eric Clapton sucks. Yeah. Dick fart. Fart dick. Wait. And all, all Weigh of his in, best... in the replies again. Is he a fart dick? Is he a dick fart? Let's keep it light here. Also, all of, <laughs> all of his best songs are covers also. Oh, yeah. What an absolute copycat nerd. Do, I like the chokehold that Stop Copying Me had on all of us. Do you guys remember Stop Copying Me? I, I do not. Really? No. What are you talking about? Stop copying me is just like a thing that we said to each other as kids. And he. Just oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It. When you start copying somebody. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were yeah. talking about yeah. like. 
It's some, a phenomenon. I was like, is there an Eric Clapton song called Stop yeah. Comedy <laughs> that I didn't know about? Or I thought it was like some internet trend that popped up. I jumped A to Z here. <laughs> so we've talked about Eric Clapton. Let's move on to, uh, this is another story I didn't know about. It involves David Bowie, who also made a very prominent appearance on the sexual assault episode. Speaking of 1976, here's how bad David Bowie and Clapton were in 76. There was an anti-racism rock coalition that started because of what David Bowie and Eric Clapton did in 1976. Uh, It was called Rock Against Racism, very appropriately. So in 76, David Bowie comes up with this persona called the Thin White Duke, which for starters was widely speculated to be based on the Aryan idea of the Ubermensch, the ideal superior man of the future. Well, but the the Ubermensch is an idea that the white supremacists borrowed from Nietzsche. Yes. Yeah, I mean the white supremacists borrowed a yeah, whole a lot, lot of stuff. From they took a, a lot, lot of, of their stuff from other things. Yeah, they got some stuff from Charles Darwin. Copying. Got, yeah. Norse Don't mythology. Copy me. Stop copying me. <laughs> hey Nazis, stop copying me. This is Norse mythology, by the way. And they didn't. They just kept copying people. Not cool. So in an interview with Playboy around the same time, David Bowie said this. Rock stars are fascists. Adolf Hitler was one of the first rock stars. Look at some of his films and see how he moved. I think he was quite as good as Jagger. It's astounding. And boy, when he hit that stage, he worked an audience. Good God! He was no politician. He was a media artist. He used politics and theatrics and created this thing that governed and controlled the show for 12 years. The world will never see his like again. It was rather like a rock and roll concert. The kids would get very excited. Girls got hot and sweaty, and guys wished it was them up there. That, for me, is the rock and roll experience. And man, it's one thing to acknowledge that Hitler could move a crowd. That is another. And I don't know if this motherfucker thinks he was being cheeky or whatever, but he took it too fucking far. There's there's a thing like in the the mid to late 70s in England, there were a lot of we saw it a lot in like the proto punk and punk movements too. like Susie Sue and Sid Vicious did this shit, too where it was like there was this weird thing where embracing Nazi aesthetic and like iconography was huge for like countercultural reasons because I think it was their way of like pissing off their parents because, you know, their parents lived through the Blitzkrieg and everything. So it was like, I think there was this idea around it that was like, oh, fuck you, old man. It's just words. It's just a, it's just some lines on, on a paper in a pattern you fucking get, you know? Like, yeah. I, I think it was just this, like, weird thing, but totally, for fascism. totally stupid, totally idiotic, totally wrongheaded, like, just fucking idiots. I'll make yeah. a compilation, Punk Goes Fascist. <laughs> Yeah, because you know what's punk rock is conformity. <laughs> yeah. And the Nazis, again, are just like, stop copying me, even as ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, It. It. you're right. It was a weird time for, like, Hitler iconography and things. Like, yeah, I remember the, the Sex Pistols doing it a bunch. And yeah. David Bowie, like, I don't know. What do you do? Like, I, I there's we're not going to bring these people to justice with this episode. Like... 
it's more of a, I don't know, like if you like David Bowie and you like his music, keep fucking listening to it. But also don't get defensive if people bring up shit like this. Yeah, like, like we, we have to be able to be critical of, of the people we consider to be heroes or people who have power and influence. Like, we have to. We have to hold them accountable. Like, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I also did just unlock a funny memory if you want to hear it. I do. Okay. Andy does not, but I do. I, I the punk, do. the the punk Nazi shit is what made me think of it. So one of my friends in junior high thought it was super cool to draw swastikas all over everything, and like the same stupid Sex Pistols fucking mentality. And he drew a big swastika on his skateboard, and he showed me because my house was across the street from the skate park. And I went, and I was like, I'll be right back. And he was like, okay. And I was like, Dad, look. It's <laughs> a fucking swastika. So I just went and got my Jewish father <laughs> to, to view this swastika skateboard. And the best part is he was so high, he didn't care. Nice. <laughs> and that's my unlocked memory. I oh, but my high. friend never drew swastikas on anything ever again. <laughs> That'll show him. Yes. Yeah, so Having a Jewish you... person show up and not care. Look, sometimes you just got to go get your dad who's high. That's, yeah. that's how you deal with these problems. Yeah, after that, he was like, this isn't provocative at all. I didn't <laughs> he was care. like, I don't even care. Yeah. He was apparently so embarrassed, though. He like just told me that I even did that. I didn't even remember. Yikes. But, the not like the I don't understand the whole like the whole punk desire to be like ooh everything is cool <laughs> everything bad is cool. Well, that's it. That's I mean, it's the same desire. To, it's just the desire to be transgressive. Where if it's like oh, if I'm getting negative t- attention, it's still attention. If I'm like upset, you know, it's that idea, right? When someone's like, if you're pissing off everybody, you know, you're doing something right. And it's like, no, sometimes you're just being an asshole. Yeah, yeah deaf. Yeah. If you're not yeah. doing anything that's questioning anything towards the great, like the growth and learning of everyone, what you doing? He also gave a really Aesthetic. weird explanation where he was like, well, I didn't even think it was racist because I was talking to a bunch of black musicians about Nazi ideas at the time, too. And it's like, dude, Hitler didn't kill black people. Yeah, but you know who I want to hear from? The are the black people. musicians that he was talking to about <laughs> Nazi shit. I want to know what? what they have to say about it. When like, I was if they're silent- just going to be like, yeah, it was real weird. <laughs> when I silently read that article to myself when I got to that part, I out loud went, and that's the year that David Bowie scared a lot of black people. <laughs> <laughs> Like, was he watching Triumph of the Will on the tour bus with them? What is going on? Yeah, I don't, like, can you imagine David Bowie being like, so what are your thoughts? Just, like, hear me out about Nazis? (laughs) So on this song, I think it should be a G instead of a D. And also, when you get a sec, read Mein Kampf. (laughs) It's just rock and roll. Theater of the mind, baby. Imagine you're living in a country where there's a whole group of people that are considered subhuman compared to everyone else. That's how it was in England and in Nazi Germany. I don't know if you American black musicians can picture such a thing. Guys, what if I make a new persona? (laughs) Oh, God. Marilyn Manson. Oh, man. Hey, speaking of black musicians and anti-Semitism, let's talk about Ice Cube. Wow. Seamless transition. Thank you. I know he doesn't fit the role of classic rock musician, but come on. He's rock and roll. Straight Outta Compton came out in the late 80s, so he's classic something. He's classic rap, if uh, 
that's a phrase. Yeah, I mean, they play songs from the 90s on classic rock stations now, so... Yeah, yeah, Nirvana is on classic rock stations, yeah. and they have been since the early 2000s. So. That hurts my feelings. I remember yeah. the first time I heard Guns N' Roses' song on classic rock station, and I was like, oh, what? I was like, oh, this is racist. What's happening? <laughs> Foreshadowing alert. Yeah, Ice Cube, he's got to be the most successful, openly anti-Semitic <laughs> entertainer on the planet i had like, no idea it's it's intense with him there was like in 2020 there was this weird outbreak of black entertainers getting in trouble for posting anti-semitic stuff or talking about anti-semitic stuff on podcasts and it's really weird that it all like it did all happen right around july 15th 2020 there was uh nick cannon uh, Deshaun Jackson, who is an NFL wide receiver, Steven Jackson, who's a former NBA player, uh, all had these weird scandals. And so did Ice Cube. Ice Cube was part of that. He like posted some anti-Semitic memes. Everyone involved eventually apologized, except Ice Cube. He has a long, long history of weirdly anti-Semitic stuff in his past, and he's just unabashed about it. Like, he has no qualms about it at all. And no one gives a shit. No one cares at all. Like, no one, when you say, oh, I'm going to go see this movie with Ice Cube in it, no one goes, ooh, really? <laughs> like, after all the Jew stuff? But, like, well, like he I doesn't Ice do Cube. it in the movies. Like, if there I, was a barbershop scene where it's just him talking about the Jewish people, it'd be a different opinion. But that's not how Mel Gibson works. And everyone... That's true. And audible hush falls over the room if you're like man mel gibson's still a pretty good director but like meanwhile they're selling i i have an ice cube t-shirt that i bought at target like a year and a half ago and yes conflict but uh imagine if i bought a mel gibson shirt people would be like what the fuck are you I doing mean, yeah i yeah, would but be he's like what still the fuck yeah, okay, you're right. I mean, materially, Mel Gibson's still getting work. People are still casting him in things. He's no. still out there. Like, But I, I do agree with you. Like On the social level, people give you more shit about Mel Gibson and Ice Cube. Just People, I think, just don't know about the Ice Cube stuff a lot of, a lot of, in a lot of do cases. Do you think that David Bowie worked with Ice Cube? <laughs> That's how he got these ideas? Maybe, maybe. Or the ghost of David Bowie visited all these people around July 10th, 2020, 2020, and was like, it's just rock and roll, babe. <laughs> that could be it. They all had a seance to bring back David Bowie. And then... like, Bowie's got a message for you. I've got some literature for you. <laughs> Here's the thing. I got a pet theory about Ice Cube that I'll never be able to prove, so I've never done a full episode about it. I think Ice Cube is a government asset. Of some sort. Like, do you, you think that about everybody? <laughs> I think it about a lot of people, yes, but especially Ice Cube, Ice T, and LL Cool J. But, <laughs> which would explain why he never gets in trouble for any of this. Ever, 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 ever. Yeah, why don't I know about it? And also, I didn't expect your theory to be on par with crazy as mine about David Bowie getting to him. I was like, a government asset? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I'm sorry to, I love sorry to, it. I love sorry to blow minds just now, but that, that is exactly what happened. So, yeah. <laughs> Everyone else that had one of these scandals at this point, they all apologized. Ice Cube, meanwhile, uh, took to Twitter and oh. responded thusly. Oh, gosh. What if I was just pro-black? This is the truth, brother. 
I didn't lie on anyone. I didn't say I was anti-anybody. Don't believe the hype. I've been telling my truth. So when questioned about anti-Semitic memes, he was like, oh, no, but they're true. So maybe, maybe we have a misunderstanding here, but that's all, that's all Wait, fact. Are you, are you saying that my memes are false? Because if, <laughs> if that's what you're saying, then, then I have a surprise for you. If that's right. where the problem is. Okay, Memes so we've cleared lie. this up now. You, we're, yeah. I'm good? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just, I thought they were false. And I didn't, re- now that you put it that way, Mr. Cube. Okay, if you're, you're still, I, I sense some hesitancy in you. So I want to clear it up. <laughs> Furthermore, let me offer you this. Don't believe the hype. Okay, so now we're totally, no yeah. doubt, we're good. All right, moving on. Yeah, I don't also, know. Also, I don't think he knows what the hype is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's hype, bro. People call me racist. He was saying, yeah. he was saying, don't believe the documentary about the grunge scene. There are lies <laughs> in that movie. It's a good documentary, though. It's a great documentary. Uh, yeah, Ice Cube's also been a, a longtime supporter of Louis Farrakhan, who is like the American prime minister of anti-Semitism. But also, if we're going to go down that road, we're taking a whole lot of rappers with us. That's every rapper in the early 90s. <laughs> Yeah. Ask RZA where white people came from sometime. You're going to get a doozy of a story about a scientist creating them in a lab. But with Ice Cube, there's also this incident that happened in 2015 where a rabbi who got in an altercation with Ice Cube outside an elevator claims Ice Cube ordered his security team to beat him while they yelled anti-Semitic slurs at him. But this is this is questionable as to whether it actually happened. No one's ever found, Ice Cube said it didn't happen. No one's ever found like any evidence that a lawsuit was filed or anything. His music has also had a lot of weird anti-Semitic stuff in it. Unfortunately, the finest diss track of all time, No Vaseline, has a whole lot of stuff about Jerry Heller basically being a devil and an evil white Jew and that all the imagery and words he's using play directly into some really insidious conspiracy theories about how Jews are trying to enslave the world. Also, if you want to take a a, a turn from the anti-Semitic, check out the song Black Korea sometime. Oof. There is some some, uh, unfortunate verbiage. In that song, which is crazy because it's only like forty-five seconds long. Wow, <laughs> that's wow. that's that's a yeah. lot of that's a lot of content. Then that's uh, if and, I'm, I'm saying like quality over quantity as far as if we're talking unfortunate verbiage. Yeah, yeah. This one's this one's hard for me to reconcile because Ice Cube, he's been this for such a long time, but also like I saw N.W.A in concert when I was 12, like Ice Cube and NWA, just the music. I know it's like, it doesn't resonate with me as the same way it would with people who were growing up in the circumstances that that album describes. But as a kid who was way into rap music, it was just a fucking great album and really cool. And there was nothing else like it. And Ice Cube was like a fucking hero of mine as a child. And it's hard to like, let all that go now. Like it's, it's really a separate the artist from the art kind of thing. And with Ice Cube, I'll always be appreciative of those early years, but also you got to acknowledge he's kind of a piece of shit now. He makes it, bad movies. Like, are we yeah. there yet? Come on. It's it's funny, Adam, because I kind of have the same, I'm feeling a similar sense of loss here regarding Ice Cube, but not as a musician. I'm not really a fan of him as a musician. It's more his acting work that is getting <laughs> ruined for me. I will never watch Are We There Yet again the same way. 
Well, here's the thing. Uh, even that, like the the T-shirt that I bought from Target. At it's Target. A, it's a promo uh, photo from Boys in the Hood. And in terms of his acting, Boys, Boys in, in the, the Hood, Hood fucking slaps. I Bo- watched it again like a month ago. That movie is legitimately great. It really holds up. He was really fucking good in it. So even that, like, that's kind of, that's that's the period for, yeah. for me and Ice Cube. And even then, he was getting into some anti-Semitic shit. But also, again, you're taking a lot of rappers down with you when it comes to anti-Semitism. I'm feeling very privileged because I realized I never really cared about anybody on this list. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that would that would help. There's there's a few people on this list that I care a yeah. whole lot about. Ugh. All right. I'm also not surprised by like anyone doing anything anymore. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's let's change course just a little bit. This <laughs> this I think is the most innocent <laughs> example on this list. But I think people would still be surprised to know that the Beatles have an unreleased song called White Power. Also the original version of Get Back was kind of accidentally racist here's the thing if you listen to these songs and if you read about how these songs were created and how they came about the beatles were trying to do one thing yeah and they just failed really bad yeah they were really trying to go for some like folk punk satire type song shit and they just really missed the mark (laughs) and it It, just sounds racist it really is just like one of the like key examples i think of like well-intentioned white liberals trying to address racism but whoops it's racist yeah yeah it's like there's a bunch of examples out there uh, like john lennon did it where white musicians will drop the n-word in a song yeah but they'll do it thinking they're like making a really a cool comparison like Elvis Costello in the song Oliver's Army he uses the n-word and he's trying to draw a comparison between how society views black people and low-level military members both as disposable and it's like yep facts also don't say the n-word you're Elvis Costello you just figure out a different way to say that dude and like John Lennon did it and you're right this is kind of the same thing where the Beatles thought Oh, we're going to make a protest song about anti-immigration politicians. And it just comes off sounding like an anti-immigrant song. Yeah. And yeah, also, if you like have a, something that's supposed to be satirical and you read it and you think, oh, people could maybe take this the wrong way, they will. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and to their credit. it's not released. And yeah, to their credit, the Beatles, I think, recognized that on both counts with the original version of Get Back, which you you even see that happen in that eight-hour Beatles documentary that just came out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, you see them recording that version of Get Back, and then eventually it's a completely different thing. But then there's the song called White Power, where they're just like shouting out names of public figures, and then every once in a while they go, White Power! And they especially uh, get into the white power part when they're shouting out Nixon and Malcolm X. And like you get what they're trying to do, but you have to kind of know the Beatles to get it. Yeah. Like otherwise, if you're just a person on the street and someone slides this record across the table, (laughs) you're going to be like, what the fuck is this? Why would you give me this? But yeah, you need that yeah, to be like, it's rock and roll, babe. Uh, this is uh, one of those underground rock against communism bands. Uh, they're, yeah. It's the Beatles. They're opening for Screwdriver next week. 
<laughs> at the at the club from Green Room. Honestly, fuck the Beatles, but whatever. I love the Beatles. Sorry. Sure. Yeah, fun. I still I still like the Beatles a whole whole lot. I think like, I've talked about on many podcasts why I don't like the Beatles anymore, and it is obs- like obscenely specific circumstances. And I understand why people like the Beatles. I just can't do it anymore. That's fair. <laughs> I also understand why people hate the Beatles. I don't, <laughs> you know. To yeah, sum I mean, it up, I've been to Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, to each of their the Beatles. <laughs> To each their own. We're about to talk about a band that people fucking revere that I have never given a single solitary shit about, which is the Beastie Boys. Uh, Because here's the thing. As someone who grew up on rap music, I like when rappers I listen to are good at rapping. And the Beastie Boys were not. They fucking sucked. They're like Zach De La Roca level MCs. And people just revere them like they're some of the greatest musicians ever. And it's like, yeah, it would have sounded better if they just produced those songs and let actual rappers uh, handle the vocals. But it's fine. They got some unsavory homophobic stuff in their past. Yeah. And it's no secret. They've, they've addressed it. They're another example of a band that, yes, has a terrible incident in their background. But when you weigh that with all of the charity and activism type stuff that they did throughout their career, it doesn't really balance out in favor of them being homophobes. It more balances out in the the direction of them having learned from being awful people and taken steps to try and change their ways. So cool. All of that still doesn't change the fact that they wanted to call the License to Ill album Don't Be a F Word, which, oof. And here's the thing, again, the use of that word in rap music, especially in the mid-80s, I mean, still not uncommon, but God damn, is that an aggressive use of the word? Yeah. Yeah. Like your album, like there's a lot of rappers that have like, you know, stopped you. Like they have songs where that word that is in the lyrics and then they, what now they don't, when they tour, they leave that word out. Yeah. Um, There's rappers that are still putting that word in new music. It's uh, it's, but to, to have it right there on the, on the album cover is would just be like too much jesus christ yeah i imagine if they did if they went with that like would that album be as huge no absolutely not <laughs> like what was the cover gonna be like i remember even back then using that word was like a lot of people did it but it was still every now and then like i remember when sebastian bach from skid row wore a t-shirt that said aids kills F slurs dead. And it was like on MTV news, they were talking about it and they were like, let's see what he thought he meant by that. Um, yeah. So it was like, even then it was like, it's, you know, it was like maybe a decorum thing. I don't know, but I don't think that that album would be as celebrated. Obviously not. So that's, that's unfortunate. There's, there's that that happened in their past, but also while researching that I came across this archive of village voice articles with the beastie boys and there is a wild exchange in one of those articles it's an article from 1987 uh the title of the article is yo homo and in the article they're more quoting a previous interview that the beastie boys gave that same year 1987 to new music express here we go ad rock (laughs) Greenwich Village is the gay area, and I've lived here all my life, and I hate, F words, uh, reporter, you hate homosexuals? 
Ad-Rock. I really do. I shouldn't have said that. I've got a lot of gay friends, but you don't know what it's like growing up in this neighborhood. And then MCA jumps in. Yo, Adam! We do not need to go into that. What Adam's talking about, I'll give you this, he definitely hates gay people. But the reason for that is that in this neighborhood, when you're five years old, when you're walking down the street, a lot of disgusting F-words who hang around here aren't like just gay people, normal gay people. All the sickos who are gay hang about on Christopher Street and they see kids and they walk up to them and they say, hey, kid, I'll give you five bucks if you suck my dick, you know? End quote. Yikes. So what I want to say to you, MCA, is you're not talking about gay people. You are talking about pedophiles. And oh, my God, believe it or not, there's a difference. Yep, 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 yep. Huge difference. Huge difference. difference. Uh, Wow. It's this is I was I was a big Beastie Boys fan. And it's it's funny. It's not funny. It's weird to me how like the thing I always hear about with them is like, oh, no, they apologized for the misogyny of the song Girls, you know? <laughs> like, that's yeah. the story about them. And then it's like, oh, here's this thing about them, too, by the way. Actually, yeah. way worse. And I've always hated this excuse when someone is homophobic or racist. I knew a guy who is a uh, right-wing piece of shit now, and he Hi. he talked about how his dad was very racist, and he was like, But in his defense, there was a group of black kids that used to beat him up on his way home from school all the time. And it's like, well, what if that was a group of white people? Would your dad be a Black Panther now? Like, that's not that's not how you fucking treat people. Like, the actions of one person don't represent an entire fucking group. Yeah. And I will never hear that excuse and be like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. No, it's 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 always anecdotal with these people, right? Yeah. Or it's just like, well, that's one bad experience I had. And it's like, okay. You know, and sometimes it's like you don't know what to say to them. Like there's I don't And it's also like, what did your dad say to get beat up all the time? I bet it (laughs) wasn't great. I bet he kinda had it coming. Yeah. I love how MCA is like, we don't need to go into that. I'm going to traumatize you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yo, Adam, don't say that bad thing. By the way, it's way worse. (laughs) We don't need to go into that, but here goes. He definitely hates gay people. That's not the problem I have. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude. All right. Let's talk about another one. This is is a real quick one. This one has always baffled me because Neil Young, of all people always seem to be kind of on the right side of history when it came to social issues from like way, way, way back. He was anti-war in the like mid sixties when that was still an edgy position, uh, to Southern racism. He, he was on the right side of so many things, farm aid. He's always been a big supporter of that. But then there's this one quote from 1985 where, uh, Around this time, he was recording an actual country album. It's called Old Ways, and it's like a straight-up country album. And I don't know if he was trying to... (laughs) He was just getting into character. Yeah, just trying to get into the hearts of that audience. But there was this 1985 interview he gave with Melody Maker magazine where he said, you go to a supermarket and you see a F-word behind the fucking cash register. You don't want him to handle your potatoes. So Neil Young thought AIDS spread by through potatoes, apparently, okay. in the mid-'80s. And it's like there's this moment and then seemingly nothing else on his record, yeah. which is so weird. Well, and then he had that song for Philadelphia, 
which is... Right, which he donated all the profits to an AIDS charity uh, for that song. And, I mean, he was his label was the first one to sign Tegan and Sarah, which uh, I don't know if those two things are on the same level, but goddamn, do I love Tegan and Sarah. Super. Well, they didn't handle maybe, his potatoes, so he was okay with it. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, maybe he, you know... I don't know. That, it was he, maybe he had a psychotic break. Yeah, I don't. Or yeah. maybe it wasn't him. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> like the 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 interviewer called him up and like his yeah. roommate answered the phone and was like, "I'm gonna fuck with him." Well, yeah. What if the rest of the quote is is <laughs> what a friend said to me and I was <laughs> yeah. so angry? Yeah. Is what my uncle said to me and I punched <laughs> him in the mouth for it. Also, what's most likely the case is Neil Young used to be homophobic, but he didn't talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, could be. Or maybe yeah. he was drunk. You never know. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird moment for maybe. Neil Young. You know who I couldn't find any actual racist stuff about was Bob Dylan. There is an incident that happened in France where like Croatian people accused him of being racist, but that doesn't count. Uh, Are you saying Croatian people don't count, Adam? That's yeah, what the fuck? offensive. But yeah, there's no uh, did you know Bob Dylan was a huge racist in the nineteen fifties? So I was I was I was pleased. I, by yeah, that. I, that's crazy to me. I he had to have he had to. I have. did have a big Bob Dylan phase. I, I would be upset if he said something racist. I think I would I would disagree that he had to have because he was among prominent white musicians. He was like the one that yeah. was involved in civil rights stuff. He did that whole uh, song and concert to get Reuben Carter out of prison. He's like, from Minnesota, and everyone knows Minnesotans can't be racist. Correct. Yeah. That's not true also, at all. I'm sorry. No. Also, motherfucker was always chain smoking. It gave him a second to think about what he was saying. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's why there's no racist stuff from John Mellencamp. Yes. You don't have time to drop the N-word when you're smoking five packs of cigarettes a day, which he did <laughs> at one point. Wow. Yeah, like when you're smoking five packs a day, it's like, how do you have time to play guitar and write songs? You never are not smoking. You're shitting and smoking if you have five packs a day. He's probably playing guitar a lot and he's doing that thing with the cigarette where he's not smoking it all the way. He's putting Just the cigarette, he's yeah. putting it in the strings at the, uh, the you know, the head of the guitar. Uh, yeah. And then Because you don't have time like to smoke, but down. you still want to bother everyone in the room. Yeah. You still want yeah. that second, that sweet second hand. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite rock stories in history is uh john mellencamp at one point had a heart attack but he just thought he had the flu so he spent he waited like three or four days before he went to the doctor and as soon as he gets to the doctor they pull up his chest x-ray and they're like oh you had a fucking heart attack that's what happened to you and he didn't believe him at first and then the doctor was like dude a first year medical student could look at this and know you had a heart attack and that's when john mellencamp was like oh okay i believe you now which can only lead to one conclusion. John Mellencamp had a heart attack and then smoked five packs of cigarettes a day for like three days before he finally went to the doctor and was like, oh, is that what it is? Weird. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers. Sucking on too many chili dogs, John. <laughs> also, that song that was in the truck commercial a few years ago that everyone thought was a redneck song. No, it's a communist song. Go read the second verse. Anyway, yeah. it was. I put it in an article about songs that people drastically misunderstood because he had that This Is Our Country song. Mm -hmm. And the whole first verse sounds like some upbeat America shit. And then he gets into the second verse and he's like, there's enough here for all of us. Why should anyone be poor? Good. Nice. Anyway. Music is the devil. Here's one I've talked about before that uh, 
I didn't. I've never. I've never gone into a lot of detail, but let's do it now. Elvis Costello called Ray Charles the N word to own the libs back in 1979. <laughs> this is a little more well known of an incident. People have, if you can believe it, not let Elvis Costello live this down too much. In 1979, Elvis Costello and his band were at a bar in a Holiday Inn in Columbus, Ohio, and they're drunk. And in walks Stephen Stills from Crosby, Stills and Nash and his band, because it turns out they had played shows in Columbus, Ohio the same night. And if you look back on the punk and new wave movement, there was this thing where people involved in that viewed bands like Crosby, Stills and Nash and like the, the 60s bands as like the old guard. They were the part of rock that needed to die so it could be replaced by something better. And because of that, these two bands end up in the same bar and they start sort of bickering back and forth. Uh, Nothing too serious, just a little insult from time to time. Eventually, most of the, the people involved retreat to their rooms and just Elvis Costello and a woman named Bonnie Bramlett who is a backing singer for Stephen Stills, they're the two left in the bar. And they keep arguing back and forth. And Elvis Costello decides he wants to really get offensive with it and uh, really cut to the core of this American woman. And uh, to do that, he calls Ray Charles and James Brown both ignorant N-words, at which point Bonnie Bramlett backhanded him (laughs) across the face which is the appropriate response. But not just that, she also went to the media the next day and was like, guess what fucking Elvis Costello said to me last night? Damn. And uh, it had some impact on his popularity in the United States. Like, people were sending him death threats. But also, it was one of those things where it was a controversy for a while, and then it just sort of went away. I think part of it had to do with the fact that when they asked Ray Charles about it, he was like, ah, drunk words aren't supposed to be in the paper. So, like, at that point, if Ray Charles isn't angry, what are you going to do? I mean, people were still angry, but it didn't really impact Elvis Costello's career that much. Did we talk about this briefly on Trend Pony or something? Yeah, we just, we've, we talked about it on an episode recently. Okay. I mean, good on Bonnie. I told this story so wrong the other night. <laughs> how, how did it go when you told it? Okay, I thought that it was not Stills and it was Crosby. And I told then, it wrong. I said it was oh, Crosby. Yeah. I remembered right? Okay. Yes, and I just I told also, it wrong. And then I also, I don't know, I couldn't remember who he called the N-word. I was just like, someone black. And it was... Yeah, Ray Charles and James Brown both. Why didn't they reach out to James Brown? For comment. Yeah, they, no James Brown I mean, comment? Fine. What year was this? 79? 79. James Brown was doing yeah, great. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was He was six years away from the Rocky Four soundtrack. before he was shooting at people, I think, so. I mean, before we knew he was shooting <laughs> yeah. at people. It's James Brown. He was probably always shooting yeah, at people. Sure, fair. Huh? James Brown was wild. James like, Brown Shooting at the, people? Yeah. <laughs> He shot at someone because they used his bathroom. Wasn't that what, isn't that what yeah, it was? Yeah. Like someone, yeah. he had a, a private Dina. bathroom and someone used it and he was like, I'm going to shoot at you. That was Rock my James roll, Brown. Babe. Thank that's, you. Yeah. Good, that was my James Brown. Yeah. There, there were some protests at Elvis Costello concerts for a while. There's one real fun anecdote where there were people protesting and the picture of Elvis Costello on the picket signs was from his performance at a rock against racism show the year prior. 
So, oh, wow. Which, doing... which was the thing that yeah. was started because of, his, you know, David Bowie and Eric Clapton. Yeah. It's all, it's all, it's all connected, baby. <gasps> oh, shit. Yeah. But Elvis Costello has been really honest about this. He's, he's been apologetic about it for years and years and years. In a 2013 interview with Questlove from The Roots, who he eventually accord, recorded an album with, like talk about rebounding from being called a racist. Now you're dropping an album with The Roots? Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, Elvis Costello said this, It's upsetting because I can't explain how I even got to think you could be funny about something like that. I'm sorry. You know, it's about time I said it out loud. Did he not say I'm sorry until 2013? <laughs> Maybe. He, I mean, he might have written it down a bunch on a chalkboard, for example. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, this is the thing. This is where I'm, I'm like, yeah, in this case, I'm like, I don't think Elvis Costello is a racist. I think that as a white person, he was right. brought up and conditioned and socialized with racist rhetoric, terminology, uh, values, because we live in a racist society. And you hear those things. And then when you're drunk, you're like, oh, what's transgressive? What's edgy? How am I going to piss this person off? You know, there are a lot of things tied up with it. And so this is one of those occasions where I'm like, yeah, alcohol makes you a fucking monster sometimes. And that's probably what happened here. Uh, and and it's, it, is, it is our duty, honestly, as white people to constantly interrogate the way that we were socialized and to question our thoughts and our ideas and the things we say. I, I mean, obviously I think Elvis Costello probably should have done that a lot sooner than 2013, but I also don't, if it was one thing he said one time, I think that's a di there's a difference between that and like what Eric Clapton did. Well, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of difference between this yeah. and what Eric Clapton <laughs> did. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. if Elvis Costello did this at the rock against racism show, it'd be a whole yeah, well, Whole other it, thing. And it's not like he was like, I endorse David Duke for president or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, the way that Clapton was endorsing a racist candidate. Yeah. Also, I do like that he got hit in the face immediately. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's, I think that's another big part of it is it's like, no, you, when someone says something racist, hit them. Hit them. And then, and then when you say don't do that, it'll stick a little harder. Yeah. I think yeah. that we should really start hitting racists. Absolutely. Whoa, controversial. Absolutely. Yeah. What's At next? Least. Punch Nazis? Come well, on. maybe after this Omicron surge, like maybe don't touch anyone right now. Yeah. Stay away from everyone and everything yeah, right now. Don't hit anyone right now. Just avoid racists until you can hit them. Or you hey. can throw rocks at them from... Far, from greater than six feet away, you know? Crafty. Speaking of racists who should have rocks thrown at them, <sighs> let's finish out by talking about Axl Rose. Yeah. Hate him. So... I've always hated Guns N' Roses. Me too. I don't like their music. I don't like Axl Rose because I'm a, I'm such a Nirvana fan. Like that's it's like Duke and North Carolina. You can't love both of those teams. Look, you have to love one or the other. No, I I disagree. I think but you you're can wrong. love both. That's uh, mm -mm. you know, it's like for years when people, when I was a kid, and people told me you got to choose between the Sox and the Cubs, and I eventually did. And I wish yeah, I had never to. made a choice. And I wish I had. Wrong, I wish yeah. I had said no. Fuck you. I love both. Who do you think you are? You can't uh, just rock. Uh, you can't just change the rules of society like that. Well, that's what we have to do, man. Is start changing the rules of society. No, I agree. I don't want to pick teams either. 
And no, um, I want, my, I want teams. my team is anti Guns N' Roses and neutral about Nirvana. <laughs> I love Nirvana and I love Guns N' Roses. I, uh, buddy, I love Guns N' Roses, but fuck Axl Rose forever. He is a scumbag. He's always been a piece of shit. And like the the idea of him being a hero to me was laughable by the time I was in high school because that's yeah. when it was like, oh no, he's a. It's obvious he's a piece of shit. I mean, it took about a year to find out he was a piece of shit because Guns yeah. N' Roses released Appetite for Destruction in 1987. And in 1988, they put out an EP called GNR Lies. And <sighs> Lies has a song on it called One in a Million. And uh, I don't know if I'm incorrect in saying this might be the most racist major label song ever released. Pretty bad. It is so bad. It's so bad that they reissued appetite for destruction in 2018 they included the lies ep as part of that reissue but they cut this song song. from it this is a quote from slash we collectively decided that it just didn't have any place in that box set it didn't take long there wasn't a big round table thing over it and uh if you listen to the song you will understand why here's a sample lyric and it's so confusing too here we go (laughs) police and n-words that's right Get out of my way. Don't need to buy none of your gold chains today. Are police selling gold chains? <laughs> Who's selling gold chains in this in in this in this well, scenario? He, uh, it's I think so I think it's the <clears throat> uh the black people he's addressing maybe are selling gold chains. I don't know. Uh cause Oh yeah, cuz makes... remember that outbreak of black people approaching white people to sell them <laughs> sell gold, gold chains? chains? What? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, maybe that's But the police what... on the other hand, <laughs> Yeah, well, he he has the co- the, the the next lyric is about uh, being handcuffed, basically. So it's like he doesn't want to deal with the cops handcuffing him or the. Uh, it's look, I didn't, I I don't remember this song from back then. I don't know if I don't think I ever had this EP. Yeah, I don't. But he, I I've listened to this song once, and it was when researching this. Yeah, here's another line: immigrants and f words, they make no sense to me. They come to our country and think they'll do as they please, like start some mini Iran or spread some fucking disease. I guarantee he said Iran and not Iran. Iran is the proper pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also confusing. Like how what, are all gay people immigrants? Yeah. yeah and all policemen are black. Uh, yes. It's giving a very crazy old lady Facebook status. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. He's just yelling about a bunch of shit. I mean, this dude, he's always yeah. been an idiot. He makes no fucking sense. What's also confusing is that, like, the next verse after this is the one where he's like, racists and radicals, leave me ar- alone. And you're like, <laughs> you just said a bunch of racist shit. Yeah. And you're asking what racists to leave you alone? No, if somebody hears you sing this song, they're going to go, oh, I'm a racist. You're also a racist. Let's hang out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And clearly the band has come to uh, disown this song over the years. But back at the time, Axl Rose, when asked about it, he was very apologetic. Here goes. Why can black people go up to each other and say the N word? But when a white guy does it, all of a sudden it's a big problem. I don't like boundaries of any kind. I don't like being told what I can say and what I can't say, baby. I use the word because it's a word to describe somebody that is basically a pain in your life, a problem. The word doesn't necessarily mean black. 
Like, you don't get to decide <laughs> Why that, Why is Axel he British? Knows. No. No, 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 no. And also, it's rock and roll. It's rock and roll, baby. <laughs> also, this motherfucker's from Indiana. Yeah, so I don't trust... Like, if he was like, look, man, I was just doing a bunch of heroin at the time, I'd be like, bullshit, you are a yeah. fucking racist. No, yeah. he also said, like, when he was asked about the immigrants line, he was like, well, you know, the assholes that work at the 7-Eleven, they, they're mean to me, basically, is what he said. And it's like, Oh, yeah, that was so fucking yeah. gross, too. Like, dude, what is, what is your problem? Go back to Indiana and fucking stay there. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. He also said this about all the homophobia content. I'm not against them doing what they want to do as long as it's not hurting anybody else and they're not forcing it upon me. Well, yeah, that, that's rape, so Axel Rose. Like, I'm sure you're not, you're not cool with being raped by anyone, if that's what you mean. But also, shut the fuck up. Yeah, his, his excuse for that, too, is also really anecdotal because he talks yeah. about, like, how he, someone tried to rape him once. Uh, a man tried to rape him, and he's like, "Well, that's why I hate him." And it's like, "No, no, no! Again, that's not gay people. That's rapists. There's yeah, that's not, yeah. not the same thing. There's a diff. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the song's not. It's not on the reissue now, so everything's <laughs> fine. <laughs> well, this is also. I mean, like he also just a few years later released. Right, they did that get in the ring because of his feud with Spin Magazine because Spin Magazine like brought up this song and brought up. Like, the fact that he's an abusive uh, piece of shit to the women he dates. And, like, his whole... Whatever. Fuck Axl Rose. He's just Fuck a, Axel he's a Rose. scumbag. He's always... Uh, look, I still love most of Appetite for Destruction and Use Your Illusion, but he sucks. Yeah. the Blech. We didn't even include the other song. Speaking of him being uh, a woman beater, they, they also had a song called I Used to Love Her, which is... It's all about how he used to love this woman, but she she wouldn't stop yapping, so he had to murder her. Which, in his defense, there's like 15 different Johnny Cash songs that are the exact same premise. But I don't know, coming from Axl Rose, it just feels a little it's extra only gross. Cool when Johnny Cash does it. Well, Johnny Cash a stop lot of times copying me. <laughs> Johnny Cash at least had some like. There were some moral messages in those songs a lot of times, uh, like Long Black Veil. If you listen to that, that's uh, not not exactly what it seems. But this, I don't know, man. Fuck Axl Rose, you know? Yeah, he yes. sucks. No, he's tr- he's another he's a guy who it's like, no, you're a racist and an asshole. And yeah. yeah. And Slash. Half black. Slash is black. So what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Also, yeah. the audacity to spell Axel A-X-L, eat a fucking dick. Your real yeah. name is Bill Bailey, you motherfucker. Oh my god, Indiana, Indiana man. Is that, <laughs> that's his real, real name. So yeah, uh, I think that's our episode. I'm sure there's plenty of examples that we missed. I know Patty Smith has some weird shit in her background where she basically said the same thing as Axl Rose. She was like, I can use the N-word. I'm cool. Yo, just, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. Joni Mitchell did blackface, so... Oh, is that a crime now? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I, I guess not. I guess not if you're with Wayne Shorter for some reason. Maybe you're allowed. <laughs> so, I, I think that's our episode. Um, right? It's, it's rock and roll, baby. It's just rock and roll, baby. baby. I used to be into drugs. Now I'm into racism. It's much heavier. 
<laughs> so alt. The Nazis were such sharp dresses, man. <laughs> Hugo Boss, dig it. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, do we have anything that's not racist to plug before we get out of here? <laughs> I mean, I'm canceling everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's my plug. Andy, how about you? I'm canceling. I'm also canceling Jen. <laughs> Ooh, I'm canceled. I've been canceled. I have a few things. I mean, nothing live event-wise, obviously. I'm not crazy. I'm not doing shows or anything right now. Wow, thanks. Wow, thanks. I mean, I am crazy. Sorry. Uh, was that what you were objecting to? Or was it the uh, me implying that you were crazy? I'm sorry. I can't tell. What am I doing? What is happening? I Oh, I was just talking. I don't even know what I was saying. I'm I was just being silly, okay. goofy mood. Oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> he has online things. Sorry. <laughs> God. Right? <laughs> you can listen to Look Good for the Boys. It's uh, the horror gossip podcast. That's fun. Uh, that's the thing I'm doing, and more ghoul school is on the way. Very nice. Oh, I guess also listen to Trend Pony. Nay. Yeah, listen to Trend Pony if you're not. If you're uh, not which and would sub- be crazy. Subscribe on Patreon.com/slash/unpops or unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. You can get all kinds of bonus episodes, uh, including Trend Pony. There's between four and six bonus episodes if you subscribe just to Unpops each month. Uh, this last month, not so much because I've been very sick, as I've mentioned a bunch, but I'm feeling much better. So we're getting back into a more regular schedule, which is short for schedule. Ooh. Saves me time when I talk. So patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. Go there. Alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and friends is the sub stack that I'll be starting. Uh, probably not by the end of the year, but more like the beginning of the year, which at this point is about five days from now. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. And, uh, Hey, happy, happy belated holidays, everybody, unless you celebrate a holiday that is still going on. I know there are those out there, too. And happy one to you also. What? I don't know. Let's just get out of here. <laughs> Andy, say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Jen, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Happy New Year. Fart goodbye. Dicks. Dick farts. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, Thank everybody. It's rock and roll, baby. <laughs> 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 <laughs>